All right, guys.、Uh, welcome back to another episode of、uh, Quarantine Diary. This is Kevin. Today, as promised,、uh, I want to go over the latest Marx memo, and the title is "Time for Thinking." It's a casual thirteen-page financial analysis that I spent like two hours to comb through. So, I、uh, definitely wish、uh, this one can help you guys a lot, or help me in terms of、um, giving me some clarity、um, with what has been happening right now. I don't know how long this is gonna take. You know, this episode.、Um, I'm hoping to keep it between fifteen to twenty minutes. If not, we're gonna come back tomorrow to do another one. But we'll see. So, um, first of all, right, like the if you think about the overall um pandemic situation, right, from March till now, we sort of have a shutdown, and then um, if you do analogy, right, that's what Howard Marx did compared to. The medical procedure, right? So the economic shutdown was kind of like a medically induced coma, right? From like March to May or whatever, you were still open up, and and after that, we are still not out of was we're still in the ICU, but the life support that we're getting is the Federal Reserve, right? The Feds, so the Feds are giving us those cash payments and keep the patient alive. That's where we are right now. We're still sitting on the hospital bed and then. Getting life support from、um, from the feds. So, if we're going down this medical realm, like what is the cure, right?、Like、what can we do to make sure that we can get out get out of the hospital? You know, we're saying okay, we can do social distancing, we can do wearing masks, we can quarantine the sick ones, and then what happened was we got the patient, right? Us, we got discharged too early, right? So we reopened back in what like early May or something like because by the time that April is done, people are just cannot wait to get out, right? So, and that's in my opinion, you know, Kevin, not Howard Marks' opinion. That's how we got to where we are right now is we opened too early, right? So, Howard Marks thinks that there are six things that are failures of the U.S. in terms of containing the virus. First is we have an absence of uniform policies on shutdowns, masks, and reopening. Right, each states are doing their own reopening and they have their own schedule. You know, like Texas has has a shortest one, like twenty eight days, and then、um, we don't really have a uniform a uniform mandate on you know shutdowns. First, and I think right now all of our previous hardship has been gone in vain because we didn't do it well enough. Right. Secondly. We had inadequate support for the re,、uh, for the reeducation and recommunication between health professionals, right? And everybody was in kind of a trembling, kind of a you know,、uh, don't know what's going on in the early months, right? Number three, younger people they got fooled; they think they're immune, right? And then I think this is very, very particular within the earlier months, right? During the quote unquote a spring break times in March, young people contributed a lot to the spread of the virus, and even now you see that most of the you know、uh, infections. I'm not saying I I don't have exact number on this, but younger people are getting affected. So we are so the younger people are typically, ah,、uh, super spreaders, right? So, they are fooled by the.、Um, Other communication saying that they're immune. Like nobody is immune in a pandemic. Everybody can have a chance to get it, right? Number four, this is a big one, American exceptionalism, right? 
we are American. We 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 can fight us. Nobody can touch us. Virus will not stand a chance against us. And here we are, right? <laughs> so Americans are not as special as Chinese or Korean or Japanese or European people. We're just humans, right? Number five. Turning masking and social distancing into partisan issues. This is what's been driving the situation for the last couple of months, right? We have the cancel culture. We have people lose their jobs because they are afraid to make them. Uh, they 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 did not wear a mask and then they caused a scene in front of Costco and then people are videotaping him and then he got fired from from uh, his job, right? So. Like wearing a mask right now, it just seems like, you know, if you're wearing a mask and, you know, you're a Democrat, if you're not wearing a mask, you are a Trump supporter, right? You're a Republican. And we just think that wearing a mask is a infringement on, you know, of a personal freedom. And that I just do not get because it's, first of all, ensuring your and your family's safety. And secondly, you are ensuring everybody's safety as well. Like it doesn't really matter. It's just your personal freedom. You can still do what you want to do. Everything is open, but we just ask you to wear a mask. Like I just think it's the most logical thing ever. I don't know why people would not wear it. I get it. It's not comfortable, but you know we're in a very very special times right now, right? Now number six, last one is the politicalization of the difficult choices between e- e- uh, economy and minimal infections, right? You know. Do we open up? Like how? Like uh, how far can the unemployment benefit be? And you know, like right now, the conversation is: Do we like you know open up schools safely? Like you know, there are teachers' union that say, "Hey, if you wanted to, you know, go on strike, we we support you." So we might have teachers go on strike at least in Florida, right? In Texas, so how do we make sense of all of this? Like, how do we make sense of this from a pers- from a, from a financial perspective, and Howard Marks is very, very good at marketing cycles, right? Like I spend, you know, countless days, maybe four or five days on marketing cycles. What is the uniqueness of it? How do we analysis? How do we make sure that we are, we have at least some sense of what's going on, right? So here is the thing about the current cycle, right? So for a normal cycle, we start up as a economy and the market as a lower point, right? And then as the economy gains strength, we're going to have more corporate results. We're going to have more public company announcer earnings. And we're going to see if they exceed expectations. If they do, boom, you have a curve up. If they don't, we have a curve down, right? So it's a very, very minute relationship between expectations and uh, corporate results, right? Or actual performance. Now, with the uh, performance going exceed the expectation, vis-a-vis the stock prices go up and then re- and then the recession will kind of stop right so talking about the stock market right like, like why is the stock is still doing good right now and i actually read this or listened to this a couple of days ago i i think it makes most sense right now the big five tech stocks are apple amazon google apple uh there's one more uh Amazon or something, right? So, so there are five big stocks of tech. Those stocks have gained tremendously during the pandemic. If you take those five big tech stocks away from the S&P 500, pretty much we're at a loss right now, right? So part of the reason that we can explain the stock growth is because the tech companies are doing so well within the pandemic, right? 
So I work with, I work with a tech a tech company Wayfair. Like we just had like a all com all company call this morning, and then we're we're do, we're doing good. Like we got ten billion dollars more in like revenue or in uh, you know a company size within the last quarter, which is in, insane, right? And they spent eighteen years trying to trying to build up to 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 a ten billion, and now we are at twenty billion, right? So now the question is. Can we achieve reasonable growth, and can we really, you know, make sure that we can sustain this kind of a psychological uh, affinity to the growth, right? So, within a normal cycle of downturn, right, it's like a bubble, right? The expectations are too high; you cannot hit it; it goes down. But right now, with COVID, the situation is. We were going up as a society in terms of the economic value, but COVID brought it completely to a halt. We didn't see a normal cycle playing out. We didn't even see a downturn playing out. It's just going up and then boom down. It's like a cliff, right? So, what does that mean in terms of predicting what's going to happen within the cycle? The answer is we cannot. Right, because we cannot simulate measures, we cannot project a, a, a expectation. That's not what the financial analysts are doing at Goldman or you know、um, other places. So we don't really have anything to simulate measures of how things will look like when things are going around, right? Because this is a medical issue. This is a pandemic. This is not an economic issue. So we cannot really use a normal economic lens or business cycles or market cycle to break down or have some kind of a prediction on what's going on. So where are we now, right? People give me, people are saying, hey, we might have a U shape bounce back, right? It's like a letter U. We might have a V shape, it's more sharper. And Howard Marks believe that we do have a, we might have a check mark, right? Like the Nike logo, sharp downturn. We're gonna have a slow back turn. Uh, and he predicted that、uh, among the macroeconomics, you know,、um, the GDP will bounce back to the twenty nineteen level, probably in the middle of twenty twenty one, towards the late of twenty twenty one. So we're looking at at least a year, or you know, from ten to fourteen months, eight to fourteen months of recovery period. Now, during that time, how would we do? How will we stack up? Right. So. Right now, what's going on is the Federal Reserve. The Fed is pumping money, but can they pump forever? Right. That's kind of like the meat and potato of this memo. That's the part that I'm trying to understand is can they pump forever? Can they just just you know increase the deficit right now? We're at six trillion right now. Can we just going more and more and more? I、uh, can the Fed still issue bank reserve if the demand is still high? The answer is yes. They can do it as long as the confidence right now, the 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 confidence for the U.S. government is still high. Now, as long as we can keep the inflation low, right? So that's why we are pumping money into the bank reserve. So we're not really giving to the people so they can spend it. So right now, the projected inflation rate is at two percent or below two percent, which is what what we want. So if the confidence is high, if the inflation rate is low, the Fed can. Pump money regardlessly, right? So, what are the assumptions right now that it might happen in the time being or in the near future? 
is we might have a weaker dollar because let's talk about this, right? Like, w- would you lend money to your friend that you know that your friend, you know, has a gambling problem that's like twenty thousand dollars in debt? No, you wouldn't because your confidence of that person paying you back is low. It's like almost minimal, right? So similar concept here. If other countries are thinking, okay, sh- uh, should I lend, um, you know, uh, money to a uh, U.S. if they have six six trillion dollars in debt? Let me think about that, right? So we may have a weaker dollar uh, as an outcome, and we may have uh, problems importing stuff because we don't really manufacture things here in the U.S. And we we may have increased debt, and we have less of a credibility rating, right? So. Right now, since the pandemic, Howard Marks said that we're already experiencing that the dollar depreciating 9%, right? Which is why if you listen to my podcast with Summer, if you listen to uh, our conversation around the Peter Schiff object, right? Like right now, Peter Schiff is a free market. Like he's an extreme free marketist. And he recommends people own up sold and silver and all on those lines, right? So... I guess the overall question, the biggest question, right, the million dollar question is, can we let the bank reserve, you know, balance out balance sheets and solve up debt and build up deficit? Can we let it happen with no negative impacts? Because right now, we're not seeing that much of a negative impacts, right? Everything is still going and they're still pumping money. But can we expect that, right? Can we, like, for example, like countries like Japan and U.S., can we just borrow with good credibility? Right now, we can, but it doesn't mean we can in the future, right? But how long is it going to be? I don't know. And nobody knows in that regard. So if anything happens that jeopardizes the credibility of the U.S. government, let's say, for instance, Trump got re-elected in November, that could be a trigger, right? I'm not saying it will, but it could be. Like, I, that, that just me, like, brainstorming, right? So... Right now, we're not seeing anything, but once something happened, you know, uh, Howard Marks quotes a couple of uh, business school po- uh, professor, and then they're projecting on the, on the future e- uh, economy. We can certainly just move like this for the foreseeable future for the next six or eight months. But when something happened, it's going to be like, you know, catastrophic uh, financial downturn happen, right? So... It's going to be a huge, a huge um, consequence in terms of how will we go about, you know, the correction, right, the downturn. So, I actually made it in time today, uh, fifteen minutes. Hopefully, what I said makes sense. Um, but the conclusion is, we don't know, right? We will see because everything is so new that like we cannot really project a medical issue with economic lens. So. Right now, things are floating just fine, but, you know, we're probably going to check back in within the next month or two and really see what has been going on. Um, so for me, I, I talk about this with Summer on the podcast, is that I, I really feel like long-term wise, um, it's going to be, uh, you know, prepare for the worst of the worst, right? Like, you know, uh, we talk about investment stuff, like we're just, you know, jibber jabbering you know and then i just really feel like right now like keeping the money in, in like cash and then make sure that you save and then maintain a cash flow is so important than going out investing and look for a short-term gain but that's just me right like summer and i we discuss this in at length um 
last weekend, I believe. So anyway, hopefully uh, this one can help you guys to navigate, give you guys some insight into what's happening right now. Um, if you like this podcast, give us five stars and share with your friends on uh, Apple Music and whatever you listen, and we we'll go from there. All right, guys. Bye.